Worldwide, cardiovascular disease affects the lives of hundreds of millions. Dedicated cardio nerds everywhere are working hard to fight this global epidemic. These are their stories. My dear cardio nerds, this is Amit Goyal. Join us on a new adventure as we journey through the maze of clinical practice guidelines. In this series, Decipher the Guidelines, we will take a deep dive into the 2021 ESC Cardiovascular Prevention Guidelines, focusing on similarities and differences from the American guidelines. This is a multidisciplinary collaboration between the Cardiators, the ACC Prevention of Cardiovascular Disease Section, the National Lipid Association, and the Preventive Cardiovascular Nurse Association, developed with a mentorship from Dr. Eugene Yang. And remember, CardioNerds is a fellow-founded, independent educational platform. The views expressed here do not necessarily reflect the opinions or policies of our employers. Do be a nerd and spread the word on social media and help others find us by rating and reviewing the show on your favorite podcast platform. And with that, it's time to get nerdy. The following question refers to Section 6.3 of the 2021 ESC Cardiovascular Prevention Guidelines. The question is asked by student Dr. Christian Faborg-Anderson, answered first by UCSD Cardiology Fellow, Dr. Harpreet Bhatia, and then by expert faculty, Dr. Jadeep Patel. Dr. Patel graduated from Virginia Commonwealth University Cardiology Fellowship and is now a preventive cardiologist at the Johns Hopkins Hospital and a member of the Chikaroni Center for the Prevention of Cardiovascular Disease. Christian, what is on the menu today? Hey, Dan. Yeah, I've got a question about the medical management of a patient with a recent stroke, but I need a little help <laughs> figuring out the answer. Here it is. A 65-year-old man with a history of ischemic stroke six months ago presents to cardiology clinic to establish care. After his stroke, the patient had an event monitor placed which recorded no evidence of atrial fibrillation, as well as a TTE with agitated saline study which was negative for a patent for Amino Valley. Therefore, his ischemic stroke was presumed to be non-cardioembolic in origin. He's currently taking lisinopril 5 mg daily and atorvastatin 40 mg daily. His blood pressure in clinic is 115 over 70. He has no significant history of gastrointestinal or other bleeding. What do you recommend next? A. Start a Pixaban 5 mg BID. B. Increase lisinopril to 10 mg daily. C. Start aspirin 81 mg daily. D. Start aspirin 81 mg daily and clopidogrel 75 mg daily. E. Start aspirin 81 mg daily and tacagrelor 90 mg BID. Arpreet, do you think you'd be able to help us out with this question? Sure, and this is a great question, Christian, because it has a lot of clinical nuance to it. The correct answer in this case is C. Start aspirin 81 mg daily. For the secondary prevention of non-cardioembolic stroke, or TIA, antiplatelet therapy is recommended with aspirin only, which would be at a dose of 75 to 150 milligrams per day, dipyridamol plus aspirin, which has been shown to be slightly superior to aspirin, or clopidogrel alone, which has also been shown to be slightly superior to aspirin. And this is a class 1 recommendation in the guidelines with a level of evidence of A. Dual antiplatelet therapy with aspirin and clopidogrel, or aspirin and ticagrelor, should be considered, however, in the immediate period after a minor ischemic stroke, or TIA, which would be within three weeks of the event, and that's a class 2A recommendation, but not in this case, which is six months after an ischemic stroke. Dual antiplatelet therapy with aspirin and clopidogrel increases bleeding risk, however, without a significant benefit over either agent alone. Dual antiplatelet therapy with aspirin and ticagrelor increases bleeding risk but does not improve disability incidence. Oral anticoagulation would be recommended for a cardioembolic stroke, which does not fit this clinical picture. 
His blood pressure is well controlled, so increasing lisinopril is not necessary at this time. My main takeaway from this question would be that for the secondary prevention of an ischemic stroke or TIA, antiplatelet therapy with aspirin, aspirin and dipyridamol, or clopidogrel alone is recommended. Dr. Patel, do you have anything to add to this discussion? Thanks, Harpreet. Those are salient points, and I agree with you. I think this is the right answer with a class 1 indication for aspirin in the setting of secondary prevention after a stroke or a TIA. In most circumstances, and this is where it can be challenging, is that this guideline leaves the section of antiplatelet agent to the treating physician. Generally, they advise that single antiplatelet is generally preferred over dual antiplatelet, considering an increased risk of bleeding as you mentioned. Aspirin is the most studied antiplatelet agent when it comes to preventing recurrent ischemic stroke or serious vascular event, which is likely why one would choose this over clopidogrel or ticagrelor, for example. In patients unable to tolerate aspirin, or those, say, with an allergy, or those who were already on aspirin at the time of the event, these are the patients that could be considered for monotherapy with clopidogrel or ticagrelor. Studies looking at clopidogrel versus aspirin or ticagrelor versus aspirin show superiority for the P2Y12 inhibitors with respect to recurrent stroke. I will say that in Socrates, for example, and this was a trial comparing ticagrelor with aspirin, the authors found a non-statistical increase in bleed risk with ticagrelor. One may also consider pill burden and ease of administration. That is to say, aspirin and clopidogrel is a once-a-day therapy, whereas ticagrelor and aspirin plus dipyridamol are twice-a-day dosing. To ease and optimize drug adherence, I would imagine that a once-a-day medication would be more meaningful to patients. For reference, our 2021 stroke guidelines state that the usefulness of clopidogrel alone, combination of aspirin plus dipyridamol, or ticagrelor alone is not well established, and this has given a 2B recommendation that may parallel the European guideline that you mentioned. Thanks for the challenging question, team. Wow, Dr. Patel, Herpreet, thanks for that super educational conversation. As a medical student, when precisely to initiate antiplatelet therapy and also which medication to use, aspirin, ticagrelor, clopidogrel, has always intrigued me and confused me. I appreciate you guys distilling this complicated topic into some clear, digestible points. I think many folks listening on will take a lot away from this. Boop. Boop.